Lance Blackerly and D. Simon. What the fuck? You guys is assholes. Why won't you sacrifice your personal lives to entertain pieces of shit like myself? That doesn't make any sense. You should sacrifice your piece of shit life for people like myself. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening, and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. And I'm Harrison. It's cracking there, Harrison. I had a, a weird day today. Harrison had a weird day. I did. All right, what, 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 what happened there? Uh, an albino crossed my path. Is that like a is that a superstition that I don't, I don't know, know about? I don't know. I felt like it meant something. But was it was it just a very pale person? No, was he was definitely an albino. albino. He yeah. had red eyes. Yes, and like just blonde hair. Yeah, and just, he was, just, yeah. not even blonde hair, white hair. Yeah, and he was definitely he was like a he was like a, a black albino. You know, a black albino. Yeah, yeah, but but you could tell he so he was a black. He had like like an African American person kind of hairstyle. Yeah, he had uh, you know African features. But African he was an albino. If I yeah. was that guy, pink, if I was an albino gentleman, yes, if I was an albino, I would be dressing in like an all white suit at all times, like Colonel Sanders, like a like a, a fucking Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island, okay, like Ricardo yeah. Montalban, yeah. But he was an albino. I'm just saying, if I was an albino, right. I would accentuate the whiteness of my skin. I guess that makes sense. Although they're more pink. So, uh, did you run up and like grab him and rub his head for good luck? No, no. Oh, you missed I'm, out on a on a fine opportunity there, I'm, Harrison. I'm not an African witch doctor, um, but uh, you know, I didn't like grind his his uh, genitals up into a, a tea or anything like that. Well, you'll never get a boner now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what you're using to get boners, but now you're fucked. <laughs> I didn't do that. But yeah. I was like, oh, this is, is this, uh, is this like smooth sailing? Is this, you An know, omen a poor, or something? A poor yeah. harvest? I don't know what this means. An ill portent. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a superstition. Mm. I don't know. Like black mm. cat crossing your path. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that mm. doesn't, that doesn't bode well. A black hat, you know, a hat on your bed. Doesn't bode well. Right. Albino walking in front of you. It's interesting. And and then after that, I went to I went to Ralph's. You know, I was going grocery shopping, and uh, the checkout girl, who's this, like this like Hispanic girl in her twenties, I was wearing my like Mash t shirt, and she's like, "Oh, that's my favorite show," you know. Um, and Did I'm you like, call bullshit? Are you like, come on. No, I didn't. She's like, she's like, you know, what my favorite episode is. My favorite episode is where Hawkeye has a dream where he has where he lost his arms and legs. Is that the guy that wore the dress? No, that was fucking uh, the guy from Clinch? Cleveland. Clinch? Clinch. Cl- it was Clinch. Like, Corporal Clinch or something. Something like that. 
Yeah, yeah I, I forget. No, Hawkeye is fucking Alan Alda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alan Alda yeah, is yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. Yeah, the he had guy. a dream. There was an episode where they all had dreams for like 72 hours. They all had these different dreams. And Hawkeye had a dream where he had no arms and legs. He like lost them and, you know. It's like, it's like uh, what was it? Johnny got his gun. Yeah. And she's like, that's my favorite episode. And I'm like, what is the matter? Like, what's wrong with you? What is the matter with you? That was like a terrifying episode. I don't, I don't know. You know, did you get her number? No, I didn't. No, I probably could have, to be honest. She really wanted to talk about the show. Cause I think an impression like nobody else in her, you know, social circle gives a shit about mash. Were you what? Uh, was she a cashier? Yeah. At the Ralph's? Yes. You ever, you ever go to that Ralph's and uh, buy condoms? No, I usually go to Rite Aid, the Rite Aid to buy Well, because at least at Rite Aid, yeah, yeah. we live in the same neighborhood, people. Yeah. Like Harrison lives like a block away from me. But the Rite Aid, I go to the Rite Aid, but the Rite Aid closes at 11. Yeah. But the Rite Aid's nice to buy. It's a, it's a convenient place to buy condoms. You can mm. go there and, and you can take the condoms off the mm. shelf and walk up to the cashier and pay for mm. them. But at the fucking Ralph's, which is open late night, if you want to buy condoms there, you got to go ask the cashier oh, to yeah. open the special case yeah, yeah, where yeah. the cigarettes are yeah. and the condoms. Yeah. I don't know why. And then it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. This, the, the directs. And the guy didn't speak English. Yeah. No, when I go to the, the, the Rite Aid, it's always like, I need a bunch of weird shit. And it's always like, cat food and like a bottle of wine and like condoms. And then the... <laughs> You know, the the clerk looks at me and I'm just like, it's an evening, you know, uh, whatever. And she's depressed for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty I much. Yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... So, so you got to tell me here, what, what's the deal with this, uh, the big girl you met? You were telling me, like, you, you have anxiety about going out with a big girl? Well, no. Where, where'd you meet her? First of all, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like you, D. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't restrict myself to the, uh the you know perfect female form you know i i, I like I, I like a you know a uh, holocaust survivor figure you do a woman yeah no, i'm yeah. joking no i like a girl that's curvy i'm not mm. i'm not into plus size girls they're too big i'm i'm not into a girl i can't physically lift off mm. the ground that's yeah. what i'm saying okay you it's like the chicks from auschwitz but like the cool auschwitz that you haven't heard of <laughs> kind of the, thing the hip outfits yeah no I like a girl that's curvy I don't like mm. super thin girls like you know that that whole your, your definition of curvy is incorrect okay that's wrong I like a girl who's shapely like okay. she's got like that's at least too. like breasts and she's got like a bit of an ass on her I'm okay. just saying that the thing is in, in LA I've mm. noticed this is like they they prize this this estite mm. these girls with a thigh gap because their thighs like there's no fat on them at all I, I don't, I'm not into that okay I'm not into a very like a fit I'm a fit girl, yes, but just like a very super thin, model thin chick. I don't, well, I don't find that attractive. Aren't you fucking egalitarian? <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I've been you know I've been trying to make the best of all possible worlds for myself here. You know, you ever you ever see that show Sliders? Sliders. You remember that show? Yeah. It was like when they travel through, through time alternate or Earths, alternate right? yeah, alternate, alternate realities, yeah. and they were trying to find like either their they're trying to get back to their earth or like something close to it. And they go to one and it'd be like, Oh, this is great. It's just like, it's just like home except, you know, cars run on sunshine and this is perfect. And then like, they realize like, Oh wait, in this world, you know, the U S won Vietnam and now dogs have monocles and they all hate the Jews. So we have to go to the next one or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always... the alternate reality, but it's a dystopic reality. Yeah. Though. It's yeah. always like that. So I, you know, I spent the summer kind of in a, a pool of 
filth and misery um with a lot of drugs and what you know wasn't uh wasn't ideal so i'm trying to like do things to improve my life what, to like some bang degree. fat girls well, I, I got. I'm getting a job. I'm getting a job. That's I don't a have good. A job. That's a good step yeah. in the right direction. That's good. Um, I uh, I had sex last night with a woman. Oh, that All happened. Right. You know, a plus size woman. No. All right. I mean, not like perfect, but you know, um, uh, a very of a cute, a cute woman. Girl. Yeah, oh, cute okay. girl. All yeah. right. Well, that's that's good. That's a yeah. start. Yeah. Did you meet this one off of uh, the uh, fetish site? What's it called? No, 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 no. I met Fet this one life. at a party. Oh, all right. Yes, all right. yeah. And uh, I, she was younger. I, I got a clue she was younger because we went to some bar. And they're like, oh, we're showing Empire Records in the back. And she's like, oh, what? You know, she she thought they were talking about the show Empire. Oh, she thought it was a show? She and didn't I'm think like, it, oh, okay, I'm like, Empire oh, Records. you're young because you don't know. You know yeah, what I mean? Empire Records, though, girls from the 90s, like the 90s era, they, yeah. they love Empire Records. Right. But, but that it, came out like mid-90s. But it's kind of irrelevant to people now because it's like yeah what's a record store what is that you know i mean tower record mm. shit and that's kind of what it was it was like a parody of sort of a so anyway tower. i i had sex you know for the first time since i was in japan and it was uh it was good you know it, it was good it worked it good. out it was Did very she good spend the night she spent the night all right um it, there was there was some there was some serious bush <laughs> There was. Um, when you, okay, when you say serious Bush, are you saying like it wasn't just a thin racing strip, a Hitler mustache? No, it was like to 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 find the clitoris. It was like you know trying to find the the lost idol of Montezuma in the malarial jungles of Guatemala. Basically, like heart of darkness or something. Yeah, it was heart of darkness. Wow. It was fucking Doctor Livingston, I presume. It was all of those things. <laughs> um, I, like I'd never faced anything like that before in my life. Okay, are you just saying like as soon as you like did it come out the sides of the underwear? No. So you didn't know the bush was there until no, she I pulled the underwear out. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Foom. Yeah. Like a big wow. Yeah, I mean, it I was, don't think I've seen that since like a hippies in college that I had sex with. Yeah, no, it was it was kind of a hippie situation. Or she was um, a hippie. She was, yeah. Okay. She was a hippie. Um, yeah, I, I, it was. I mean, it was a good time. It was interesting. Um, I'd but, never I mean, faced what did, that did you, before. Did you comment on the bush? No, you didn't say anything about it. You were no. just like, "Whoa, wow!" I just quite a thicket you got there, Lassie. Just kind of ignored it. You know, I, I figured it was some hippie. I don't. You know what I mean? Did, did, what about her underarms? And the hairy? Yes. Did uh, not super hairy, but was, you know what I mean? What, not shaved. There's some hair there. Wow. I was like, so so you went down on her, I presume. No. Or you did go down on her. No. Oh, okay. You're just kind of like, just why did did you not go down on her because you were scared of the bush? I generally don't do that on like a first time with a woman. You know what I mean? Just because you don't know if she's got like a weird vagina. Just because I don't know. It seems like a more intimate. intimate act. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, but then, but then you know, girls are going to be like, oh, he didn't go down on me. He, he's scared of the pussy. They're going to think you're, or like black guys, like black guys don't do it because it's like, they feel like it's emasculating. Do you think it's emasculating for you to do that? No, not at all. It just seems like a more intimate thing. It's, you know, and so it's I, like the second or third. Time and they could say whatever the fuck they want in the, you know, I like going I down care. there and checking out the goods mm. because if it's a, a really weird vagina mm. or like an enlarged clitoris or something, I'm probably not going to go back there. Mm. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. But if the girl had a massive bush like that, it would be difficult for me to resist, like, 
I don't know, pretending I had a beard or something, you know, hmm. like a bushy beard. Yeah, no, that was it was that was a concern. Um, I mean, because I pondered it, but I usually don't do that first time, you know. But I have a, I have anyway. I'm supposed to have a thing set up for tomorrow night. Oh, with the same with the hippie? No, with this other. Oh, the, woman. Okay, this. All right, I, I'm getting my God, Harrison. Yeah. You bang one girl, yeah. now you got like all these other ones lined up. Jesus, Svengali over here. Something. I'm something. I don't know what I am, but it's somebody I met on FetLife. Ooh, the FetLife site. Yeah. You know, I should try out this FetLife site, but I don't have that many fetishes. Yeah, I mean, it's... Dude, are there any girls that enjoy just sitting there for three hours naked while, like, this Jewish guy complains about his life and his shortcomings? Probably. Really? Yeah, yeah. You find that in FetLife? Yeah, there's, like, you know... She's not going to be attractive. No. God damn it. How how many of these girls on FetLife are attractive? A few of them, but I mean, they're hard to get to know. Like you have to, like you can't just message them online. You have to like meet them at a th- at the, a thing. The munchies, munches, the munches, yeah. The munches, yeah. You, you talked about that. So th- this girl, I bet you could eat a lot at one of those munches. Possibly. I mean, I don't. You know. <laughs> so how big? How big is she? If you if you had to compare her to an animal, I, I don't know because I haven't seen the photos I've seen are not super you know clear. But it's more the fetish, like she has like a kidnapping fetish, right? Hmm. And, you know, wants to full on like go the whole way with it. Wait, you're going to abduct her. Can you physically lift her? I don't know. (laughs) So how can you, how would you be able to kidnap her without like like the assistance of like some friends or something? I'm, keep in mind, I'm not going to do this with you, all right? Okay, no. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. I'm not going to lift the big girl. Into your house. What about what about uh, your your Michael Duncan Clark at the gym? Will he help me? Maybe. I don't know if he's into uh, big, huge uh, fetish fetish women, but maybe you'll maybe. I don't know. I don't. Need, I don't even know what that guy's name. So she wants to. No, I, I'm sure I can do it. It's fine. You know, you get. It's like you get. Uh, You're gonna throw your adrenaline back strength. No, it's like it's like you know when a. When a mother, in a sexual situation, when you're trying to fulfill a woman's sexual fantasy, because a lot of women don't come to you with, a lot of women don't have sexual fantasies, or if they do, they don't tell you, right? The woman who's like, I have this specific fantasy, like men have, I respect the shit out of that. And I will be like, I will pull out all the stops to try to make this happen for you. You're kind of like Make a Wish Foundation. I'm like to Make a Wish. <laughs> I'm exactly like that. Yeah. It's good. It's, yeah. it's good that you're uh, you're you're helping out these girls. So I'm like, I will try to make this happen for you. So you get the kind of strength, like when a woman has to lift a car to get her toddler, you know, out under it. That adrenaline, that rush. You it's get like, that. yeah, exactly. I, I feel like most of the girls that I meet that, that tell me their fantasy, it's about like someone way more attractive than me, like, uh, you know, Brad Pitt or something like that, or Johnny Depp. It's like, Oh, great. So, that's so there's not, no way for me to achieve your fantasy. That's not helpful. Yeah. Unless no. I had extensive plastic surgery. No, you want someone with like an interesting you know, fantasy to, that you can try out. But, in this situation, I'm like, I'm having, I, I set this up, I'm having second thoughts. Yeah, you're having reservations. I, I am. mean, what, what is it? Because is it just the, you know, physically you don't think you could lift her? No, it's not necessarily that. Um, it's it's a few things. It's She's very young. I'm not super attracted to her. Oh, okay. So you in the pictures, you could just tell, like, you're not that into eh, it. I'm kind of, you know. 
it's interesting. Like the fetish makes it interesting, but I'm not super. But it's like we got to go out to dinner first, and it's the whole thing. Wait, 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 wait. So she has this kidnapping abduction fantasy, and does she have dinner with the abductor? First. Is that part of before the fantasy? We start the, before we start oh, the before, thing. Oh, okay. So, so she knows I'm not it. like a murderer. Because yeah, you've never met her. We're not so gay men on Craigslist. <laughs> this you know, isn't this is a woman. This is a yeah. tw- you know a young woman. <laughs> so what? What is her? Right? <laughs> what is her? Her like the scenario? Like I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, it's you know I grab her. Uh, do you, wait, do you have to pretend to be like from ISIS or something? No. Damn it. That's complicated. You don't want to. You don't want to complicate it with You're like come acting. With the knee. Yeah. <laughs> The more the more you, you put Hello, characters Akbar. into it, it doesn't it do, it doesn't play out well. You're heavier than six camels. So <laughs> you know, I'm trying. So it's a, I have to grab her and like tie her up and kind of like, you know, in public or in your bedroom. Well, there's two versions of it. There's a version where she comes in to the apartment, and uh, you're you know, hiding behind as a like couch a, or under a premise, like oh my car broke down or whatever, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> And then there's a version where I actually like pick her up in my car, which we're probably not going to do because it just sounds like, it sounds kind of fun, but I don't know. It's a whole thing. But you're just going to drive by as if she's like a street walker. Or just a person. Or just you know, a like, person oh, do you need a ride? Like, you know, kind of thing. Hey, baby. Mm. And Got so. Got love machine here, babe. Get in. Like something like that. So, yeah. So then after that point, it kind of becomes a game of, of kind of, uh, you know, caressing, tormenting, tantalizing kind of thing, you know, while she's kind of helpless and. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like and a, the fear a kind of plays into kind of it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to wear a mask? Probably not. Wow. Probably not going to wear a mask unless she wants me to wear a mask. But the thing is, is I don't know. I've done this kind of thing before, but I've done this kind of thing before with like someone I knew. Okay, this all right. Someone so there's, I so there's a background here. Yeah, this yeah. is someone I don't really know that well, and it's. Would there be a weapon involved? Not with someone I don't know. Not no, I wouldn't do that unless somebody like was like, "Oh, I want you to do this." Dude, what would and you I've, do? As I said before, I've you know I've had a woman. Well, yeah, yeah, you, you mentioned that on a previous I, show, and that was fucking fantastic. You know, Harrison, I don't think I'm alone in this uh, in this sentiment, but you are a definite freak, grade A freak. Grade A. Yeah, grade A freak. Well, as I, as I get older, I get freakier. <laughs> Even freakier, yeah. And, and it, I, it's like, what is going to happen? I am fascinated by this. In like five years where it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know. It, it's it's almost like you're the antithesis of Wackerly because Wackerly hated fetishes. Like huh. if diaper fetishes, infantilism would make that guy just irate. Well, that doesn't make me irate, but I want nothing to do with that. So what if, uh, okay, so, okay, so you're you're not, so if this girl was like, I want, you know, I'm going to shit in the diaper and you to change it. No, (laughs) that's awful. (laughs) But I don't know, in five years, maybe it's like, well, I'm getting a hand job from a clown in a JCPenney dressing room. You know, that's my thing now. I don't know. Like, I I have no idea where this thing is going It's evolving. Yeah, I don't know what's going. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a, a vanilla wafer compared to you. I, yes. you know, I just like fucking a girl, maybe eating her out, and then, uh, you know, coming on her back and then watching TV. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. We, we don't have to create some elaborate scenario where I'm, I'm kidnapping her and like speaking Iranian or something. Hmm. Um, 
I, I mean, I guess I would do it if she if she really wanted to, but I'd probably talk her out of it, and then try to analyze where that's even coming from. That's that's like super Jewy. It's it's probably it's yeah. probably going to ruin it. Yeah, it probably will. So talk, to talk a woman <laughs> out of a sexual fantasy. <laughs> well, I would want to find the origin. I mean, why I'd do you like, want to do this? Like, what's what? what why, why? Why? Where does this come from? I, I think know? that's the first thing I'd be like. Okay, so tell me about your father. Did he ever put his finger in your butthole mm-hmm. or anywhere near the anal region? Because why would you want to do this? But this this girl, like I, I don't even. I mean, she must have this fantasy because it sounds so elaborate. Like she's well, written this out. Like because she knows she's where very, she's going with it. It's weird because she's very young, and normally it takes people time who have these kind of fantasies to actually not only realize that they have them and that they want to do them, but to be able to vocalize them and express them in a way that makes sense to other people. Yeah, well, not to mention, I mean, she to have experienced it, so logistically, she knows how it's going to go down. Right. I mean, if you've never done it, I mean, how do you know, like, what's going to work and what's not going to work? There's a lot of X factors here. A lot of variables. And I just don't have the, I don't have the patience. And I, I had sex last night and it was very nice. <laughs> You're you just know? like, hey, you know what? I don't know. You know, I just take it, take it easy over the weekend. Mm. But you're going to miss out on kidnapping a fat chick. I, you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> so uh, what, if, what if she was like, you know, I want you to speak in like a sexy British accent, like the Queen's English. Could you do it? Like Maybe. James Bond. The Queen's, the, isn't the Queen's English like, like I saw the, I pray to thine at the, isn't that the Queen's English? No, I think it's like uh, the, the proper like, hello, Harrison. You know that, that, that oh, you speak have. like the queen, like the queen. Oh, That's okay, a- <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Hello, hello, I'm going to kidnap you. Come here, fatty. Oh, I don't like this Pippa Middleton. <laughs> no, she I- seems very ghastly to me. So, uh, the, the new James Bond movie is opening up this weekend. Yes, uh, Spectre. I don't, it's the actually the last Daniel Craig installment because Daniel Craig hates the character. Thinks he's a, a bloody misogynist and wants nothing to do with the role. And next we're getting ever. Idris Elba, right? That's that actually, I, I think that'd be kind of cool. I think that'd be cool. I think I that'd like, be great. I like that Luther show. Well, they're, they're even talking having like a female Bond, so who knows? Hmm. Um, but they're saying uh, Daniel Craig speaks in, it's called Received Pronunciation, RP, which is known as the Queen's English. And it's uh, one of the many distinct British dialects. Um, but it's known. It's the one that's best known around the world. When people think of English people, they think of that. But it's also uh, known as the an acrolect, which is the accent of the elite. Ah, and that, that's what cracks me up about England is, uh, or at least amuses me about England is there's so many different like uh, regional accents for, and it's such a small. I mean, how big is England? Is it bigger than Texas? No. Yeah, and so so in this it's one small. region, there's like eight different, or probably even more, like twelve different accents. Oh, a lot, yes. Yeah, there's a lot, and then there's like the accent of the elite, and then the accent of just like the proletariat, you know, working class, right? Like Cockney, yeah. And Cockney, then there's Geordie. Geordie, which you can't, you know, even you, really you can barely understand. even understand. Mm. But what's funny about uh, Daniel Craig? It's like that guy can say anything. And he's going to sound like educated and urbane. <laughs> and every American girl, like suddenly panties will just moisten. You know, American girls, as soon as they hear an English accent, you know, except for like, uh, I, I don't think they distinguish between like Cockney or Geordie. 
Yeah, but it's just they, they hear foreign accents. No, they th- yeah. You know? Any any for any European can just come here and just get immense amounts of trim. Just you know? as soon as they walk into a bar, it's like it almost yeah. makes me think we should be going to like Santa Monica and you know feigning a British accent or something. It's been done. I mean, you know. But then you, but it. then if you want to bang the girl again, you got to keep it up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. It's hard to maintain an accent. Yeah, you gotta maintain it because it's, it's like difficult. to maintain any kind of accent. Like I always, I could do maybe an accent for a little while, and then it turns into like foghorn, leghorn somehow, <laughs> and then you know. I, but whenever I do an English accent, it kind of like goes into my father's accent, mm. which is like my father did have a, a proper like English accent. Like uh, I'm sure he spoke the Queen's English, but then after living in the states for you know decades, he. Uh, and, and being Jewish, you kind of develop this like weird Jewish English accent, mm. and that's what that's what I always imitate. That sounds horrible. Yeah, no, it, it's it's not sexy, mm. but uh, but I wonder if that even matters to uh, to uh, American girls. I, I do think not all like they don't find every accent sexy. Like I don't think they find Arabic accents all that sexy. Probably not. No, or like Indian accents. No, you know they, they tend not to find that all that sexy. No. But like French or Italian. Oh, absolutely! Right there, you know? Absolutely, even Russian. I, I could, I could see Russian. Although Russian kind of like makes me think of like sex trafficker, right? You know, you're going to be like, okay, but maybe that's a fantasy some uh, girls have. It's absolutely a fantasy. You know? I mean, I, you I wouldn't, fantasy I wouldn't put it... to have a sex trafficker. Huh? <laughs> um, so the recent marketing campaign happened in uh, the UK so by British Airways. It conducted a survey about mm. accents. That included interviews with a thousand British people and a thousand Americans. Um, so Air- Americans that were interviewed about UK accents said that the Glaswegian accent, think like uh, Craig Ferguson or James McAvoy, is the sexiest of or, all UK accents. Or Grant Morrison. Um, yeah. Or uh, what about uh, Ewan McGregor? Isn't he? Uh, I believe. I don't know, actually. He might be from Edinburgh. I, I'm not sure. They say the most intelligent accent is the Geordie accent. According to this uh, survey of dumbass Americans. That's garbage. Think Sting. Is Sting Geordie? Does Sting speak like a Geordie accent? <sighs> no. I don't know. No, um, I, not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Americans said Sean Connery, who did play 007 like six times, has the best British accent of all time. Can you talk like that? Can you do a Sean Connery? I am the last one. That's not bad. Only with a leap from the lion's head will he prove his worth. <laughs> well, what was the uh, what was the Jeopardy uh, Hollywood Jeopardy? Oh right, right. Um, I'll take the rapist for five hundred, <laughs> uh, Mr. Connery. That's therapist. The rapist. Mm. <laughs> Your mother didn't say that, Trebuck. Um, that that's actually not that bad, there, Harrison. Um. So according to Brits, mm. what do you think is the best U.S. accent? Sexiest U.S. accent of all time. Because hmm. I don't think the American accent is, is considered to be sexy when you're abroad. It'd have to be like the sort of the, the upper crust Southern accent, but not too gay. Or not, and not too redneck. Not like a Lindsey Graham you know, but like yeah. approaching Lindsey Graham. Well, like Matthew McConaughey. He's kind of got that Southern drawl, and I think girls like that. Yeah, I think, I think they do. I wish they liked uh, whiny American mm. Jew, like nasally. 
Yeah. Do you, like, I would be great at that. You would. Well, I, I am that. But it, that, that's not sexy. Like, they don't think that's sexy. They don't. But I, I just think in general, they don't find American accents sexy over there. Like, we can go to, like, Italy or, or France, and they're just like, ugh. No, they're not impressed. I don't even think they can distinguish an American accent from a Canadian or a... Or even uh, a British or, yeah, accent. A British person, you know? They can't. Yeah, um, at least in my experience. So, uh, the sexiest U.S. accent of all time, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. British... I imagine this must be British women, but British women find Morgan Freeman's accent arousing. Sexy. That's ridiculous. Morgan Morgan Freeman. And that was the story of how Andy Dufresne got Rita Hayworth to get him out of prison. I can get you things. I mean, maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what British women want to hear. Listen to that, British men. You should be watching Shawshank Redemption, studying Shawshank Redemption, Mm. and just imitate that voice when you're in the sack. You're shagging your girl. Just start breaking into a Morgan. Like, speak like what? Say something Morgan Freeman would say. So yeah. I thought I'd get Andy Dufresne a chisel hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even yeah. understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, the sexiest accents belong to Italians. Italians and and uh, Irish and French actually are pretty high up there too. I don't really understand why Irish is considered sexy. Look. Irish women, actually, I, I like uh, Irish women, but Irish men. Because like, Colin Farrell, that's why. That's okay, why. that's Colin that's Farrell, it. but most of them sound like the Leprechaun. Maybe Warwick Davis in the movie The Leprechaun. Yeah, right. When he when he uh, when he does that rap. <laughs> that was Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, okay. Sorry. What was that? Yeah. What was the rap? It was like he was like. Oh, I hate at this point to resort to magic, but I haven't been laid in so long. It's tragic. And then he like snaps <laughs> his fingers, and these like hot chicks appear. You could, you know, I bet you tonight after we're done recording the show, we could walk down the Hollywood Boulevard, go to some Mm. bars over there, and you could just speak like that. Like Warwick Davis in the movie Leprechaun, and American chicks would be, drunk American girls would be like, oh, where are you from? You have such a sexy (laughs) accent. (laughs) Oh, I haven't been laid in so long, it's tragic. (laughs) I believe you owed me five quid. I'm the leprechaun. Why bursting out of cabinets? In those movies, he's always bursting out of like drawers and cabinets and things. Well, I mean, what, where, where else can a leprechaun hide? I guess I mean, they're little guys. Yeah, they're, he's they're a little. little yeah. and, you know, I mean, it's and, and to see like a if, you know, I'm not scared. Like if fucking Michael Myers is walking towards me, yeah, I'm gonna run. That's, mm-hmm. He's an imposing figure. He's huge. He's got a fucking white face and a big knife. A little leprechaun guy. Well, the best thing about the leprechaun <laughs> is that you. Could, I mean, and this is the dumbest thing about the leprechaun, but it's the best thing about the leprechaun is that if he's coming after you, you just have to throw a bunch of shoes at him and he has to fix them. Then that's how you get away. Is that really? That's seriously, that was in the first movie. That was in the first movie. He, he, I I don't know. It seems kind of Jewy to me, but. If you th- what, are leprechauns cobblers? I guess. I don't know. But he's like, I've yeah, you throw a bunch of shoes at him. And he's like, oh, I got to fix these shoes here. <laughs> laddie. Laddie, I got to fix these shoes. Um, so Yeah, yeah actually, d- uh, women love cobblers. Like They, they find they cobblers do. really yeah. sexy. So if you got the Irish accent mm-hmm. and you're a, you're a cobbler, you're going to get some ass. Absolutely. Um, well, real quick, we got to move on. But I did read something that was kind of funny. The Australian accent, there's a guy that has a theory that says that uh, 
the Australian accent was a British accent, but after years of drinking, it kind of like uh, devolved into this this uh, this slur that became just a, a regular feature of their accent. Then how did the American accent change from the British accent? I don't think we drink as much as just the through like just through the bleak well, sadness no, of New England. No, just, I think it's, it's the heterogeneous the, heterogeneous culture. You, you know, mm. like you know, you have all these mm. different people: Italians, Germans, everyone you know having sex with each other, fucking breeding. And next thing you know, you got like uh, you know, you're not going to have the same accent as your parents did. Which probably but it turns what, into it's like, oh, we're going to King's Cross for the weekend, and then it's just like. We're going to King's Cross for the weekend. And then it's like you know, straight Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Dufresne, Dufresne was planning on going to King's <laughs> Cross for the weekend, and that's when he arranged for the gods to give us all beers on the roof. But I do I like, don't even remember how Morgan Fre- that's how that's how I remember Morgan Freeman speaking in my mind, but I, I don't know if that's actually accurate at all. I think your Sean Connery is a little more accurate. Okay, but, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that that is close. Like mm. the mental image is there. Okay, yeah. I, I just like the idea that there's a uh, academic study about the Australian accent and some guys like, "Oh yeah, cuz you guys just drink too many fosters." Who did and that's this, why you speak like that. Who did this ac- academic study? God damn it, you're going to make me go through yes, my fucking notes. Yes, I do. The- all right. All right. Um Dean Frankel, a lecturer in public speaking at Melbourne's Victoria University, claims that the well-known Australian accent, uh, the native voice of Hugh Jackman, Kate Blanchett, and Paul Crocodile Dundee Hogan, gets its distinctive twang from alcohol. Mm. He says that their forefathers regularly got drunk together and through their frequent interactions, unknowingly added an alcoholic slur to their national speech patterns. Hmm. Okay. I mean, and apparently a lot of Aussies are really pissed off. I, I, yeah. I mean, I imagine like I don't really understand what Australians talk about other than like that can of beer is you know too small. You need a larger can of beer. But let's I mean, get a bigger <laughs> can of beer. We can call that a Foster's, and that's what they did. And next thing you know, it changed the way they speak, their inflection, their tone. Right, was changed by Foster's. Plus, there was a lot of sister fucking involved. <laughs> I'm sure over the years. I mean, a, a fair amount of I mean, sister fucking honest. contributed. Let's to Let's be it. honest here. You know, yeah, they're out there, and the you know, yeah, the wilds. There's all these inhospitable creatures, platypi just, and just, snakes and whatnot. You aberrations know? of nature absolutely yeah, and I'm talking about Australian women here no, right I'm, I'm joking I'm joking anyway uh, we kid here in Sick and Wrong people this is episode 506 of uh, Sick and Wrong um, send us your stories we're gonna get to a few a few people send in some good stories this week and we're gonna get to some Sick and Wrong news coming up next we also have some phone calls coming up next as, or coming up in the near future as well uh, before we get to that uh, we gotta play a message from our sponsor it's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Apparently, Tony the Tiger, you know, Tony the Tiger from Frosted Flakes, is being sure. harassed by horny fury, furries on Twitter. So horny furries, horny furries are harassing and trolling uh, the Frosted Flakes mascot. I could see that. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, I do this every now and then. I stole it from Neil Hamburger. But, like, when uh, these corporations, like, hire these interns, 
um, to, to post all their social media stuff. It's just this, this like inane babble that they post to social media. And I have no idea why. I have no idea who follows fucking Tony the Tiger. Well, now I know. But I, who, what normal people follow Tony the Tiger or Pizza Hut or Olive Garden. But when, when I'd see one of these inane posts, I'd respond to it with something that was disgusting or vile. Um, apparently that's happening here to uh, Tony the Tiger. Um, he's being relentlessly trolled on Twitter. And uh, I guess if you're a furry, you know those guys that dress up in the fursuits. Absolutely. They find Tony the Tiger to be one hell of a sex symbol. I could see that. Sexy. He's, got, he's a barrel-chested, yeah, he's like a, tiger he's, stud. Yeah. But he's also, sure. like, yeah, I mean, he's like very masculine looking mm. and forceful. I imagine like they just probably have fantasies about him with a you know, crotch cut out. And not, not to mention, his red handkerchief is hanky code for fisting. Is that what the red handkerchief means? Yeah. Oh, okay. Red handkerchief. Huh. It's fisting. You know what the brown one's for? Take a wild uh, guess. Scat play? How did you know that? Oh. Yeah, God, you're good. Jesus. Um, yeah, my brother was on here one time explaining the hanky code. Mm. Um, but anyway, so this is funny. Uh, Tony the Tiger, it's at real Tony Tiger. We'll make these posts like such as this. Roses are red. Tigers are orange. Uh-oh. This isn't going to end well. Hashtag rhyme help. And there's a picture of Tony the Tiger. Mm. And then uh, one of these furry guys will respond. Here's this guy named uh, Snakes with Party Hat. He responds, send dick pics at Real Tony the Tiger. And this other guy responded, Real Tony the Tiger, fist me, Tony. I love you. And then Tony the Tiger responded uh, or posted another thing. It's called Great College Basketball Championships Today. Because I guess they do a lot of sports stuff. Okay. Same guy. Um, at Papyrus Fucker responded, literally... Fist me till my ass prolapses. Mm. And so uh, now Kellogg's, er, yeah, Kellogg's is uh, thinking of not posting as much to Twitter because of this campaign. Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. I think it's entertaining. Uh, I mean, yeah. In fact, people, any any uh, corporation like Nabisco, Nestle, whatever, Cadbury, if they keep posting, you should you should be doing something like this. You should be responding to them with the words anal prolapse. Mm-hmm. In the response. Okay. I like that. I can get behind that. Yeah. I, you know, I do it every now and then, but I'm mm. not on Twitter as much as I used to. I won't literally get behind anything <laughs> prolapse, but I, I can understand the sentiments. So uh, Rob here sent in this story, and he says, uh, is this in your hood, D? And actually, you know, as a matter of fact, this, this is kind of on my, on my way to work. I, every morning, I pass by exactly where this happened. Hmm. Um, it's a great headline too. Lamb sacrifice performed for man days before he was ejected onto a freeway sign. It's a bit cryptic. Okay. You know, but uh, I'll explain. It's very complicated. I'll, I'll explain it here. Yeah. So the family of a man whose body landed on a freeway sign during a car crash says that they performed a lamb sacrifice for him to protect him from harm. Those lamb sacrifices are never that effective. No. I don't know if you're thinking about it. And these are Satanists or these are Armenians or what are these people? Seventh-day Adventists. Oh. No, I'm joking. They're Armenian. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Lamb sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know they did that. I mean, I live in a building that's like 95% Armenian and me. And I don't know if they... 
I've never seen them sacrifice a fucking lamb. Well, that's the weird thing about the neighborhood that we live in. It's mm. like called Thai Town, but it's mm. also called Little Armenia. Right. So I think what happened is the Armenians lived here first, and then they all moved to Glendale. Yeah. And then the Thai people moved in or something. I'm not sure, but there's still a lot of Armenians. Like, my landlord's Armenian. And they sacrificed, like, cups of coffee to this god that has, like, four faces on Hollywood Boulevard. The ties. The oh, ties. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The, t- the I don't ties even know you. what I've seen doing. that. I've walked by there, and it's, there's like, statues coffee. of their gods, and it's like, a, it's like a baby with, you know, chicken feet and, like, a monkey tail. I don't even know what these things are. I and little candies and stuff. It's, it's kind of weird. I, yeah. yeah, I don't really quite get that mm. either. But the Armenians, like, that's another culture that is totally foreign to me. Like, before I moved to uh, L.A., I'd never met an Armenian. Yeah, I hadn't really either. And, and they're kind of, I mean, I don't want to sound racist here or stereo, you know, like I'm stereotyping or something, but they are kind of, like, standoffish. Like, and, and also, they've appropriated hip-hop culture, the Armenian youth. Have you noticed that? I haven't seen the Armenian youth because everyone I know is, like, every Armenian I deal with is, like, over like 60, 60 or something. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that. You see that in the neighborhood, too. Mm-hmm. And that, and those are the people, like, you know, if they're crossing the street, like, jaywalking in front of you, you don't want to, like, run by, flick them off or anything like that. Because they'll throw out, like, some weird gypsy curse on your ass. Like, you'll see these Armenian women that, like, with, like, a babushka, and they're, like, walking mm-hmm. across the street. And, like, they, you know, they just don't give a shit and walk right in front of your car and, you know, slam on your brakes. I, like, hold, I bite my tongue. Like, I don't, I don't like, yell, like, you fat bitch, like, out the window because I don't want to do that. Because she'll do some kind of weird right. Armenian curse. I mean, if they're I will sacrificing lambs, a lamb so that you burn in the fires of Mount Ararat for all time. I will make your balls shrink to the size of cat testicles. <laughs> and then they'll do something. They'll yeah. say like something like that, and then next thing you know, tiny balls. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, what? What do you think your fat girl from Fat Life would think if you like you're about to rape her, and then all of a sudden you pull up and you got tiny little balls? Let's 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 pull back on that a little bit. I'm not raping anyone. Okay, wait, okay? wait. I'm not raping, kidnapping, Please. kidnapping. Yeah, but you kidnap her consensually. All right, you consensually kidnap this girl. You pull your pants, or she like pulls your pants down, or whatever, and you got tiny, like little, like really tiny balls. Like I'm talking like tiny marble balls. Would you have to explain it? Like, I almost hit this Armenian lady. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely would explain it every single time. Next thing you know, yeah. my balls shrank. Yeah. No, seriously, I've, I've tried to make it up to her. You know, I've offered to, like, you know, push her shopping cart. And, uh, yeah, no, then you probably wouldn't. You'd have tiny balls yeah. forever. I slit the throat of, of three of Turkish lamb. men for no reason, and, and now she still won't, you know, reverse it. But it is kind of funny. Like you see these, like you know, uh, senior Armenian, like senior citizens, and they mm. they they look like they're from the old country, mm. you know, and they're just like sitting there playing like parcheesi on the sidewalk. Right. Well, my entire the courtyard of my building during the day, they play music really loud, so my whole courtyard sounds like I'm in a fucking Moroccan bazaar. You know, I kind of like that though. It's kind of fun. It's like you're yeah. traveling or something. So this kid here, Richard Pananian, uh, 20 years old of uh, Burbank. He had been battling serious health issues, but managed to overcome them. So his family weren't taking any chances. They're like, you know what? We're going to go old school on this tradition. We're going to protect you by performing a matach, a matach offering. It's a traditional Armenian, like a traditional Armenian ceremony that's often used to show appreciation to God for saving a life and asking for good health. So they sacrifice a lamb, like they slit a lamb's throat and sacrifice it to their Armenian God. 
Which is uh, Jesus, I think. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think they're. I think it's the Judeo-Christian yeah, God. It's same yeah. one. <laughs> but it's um, their own church. It's not even like Eastern Orthodox. It's, they have their own Christian. Yeah, it's like church. their own. Or it's like I think yeah. it's called like an uh, the Armenian church, isn't it? Like Armenian right. faith yeah. or whatever. I sacrifice a lamb so that you will have a long and fruitful life of wearing tracksuits for no reason. But what, what's weird about this to me is that. A lot of these like antiquated traditions, like Jews have some weird ones too. Like, mm. have you ever heard of caparot? No. And that's a very that's a, that's like a very un like it's a uh, it's it's a very rare. Is that like tradition. a sex act with Truman Capote and some kind of vegetable? I wish it was like that, okay. but it's not. Um, but it is almost as cool. Uh, it's it's to ward off evil spirits. They slaughter a chicken. And then whip it around their head, and the blood makes a circle around them. Mm. I'm not even lying. This is like what the Hasids do. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if that is any less weird than sacrificing a lamb. I think sacrificing a lamb almost seems more normal. Sure. But anyway, they do this chicken spin spinning thing with like a dance, and like the blood around supports a circle. It's like a spirograph, like a spirograph with chicken blood. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. I, I don't know if they eat the chicken afterwards, mm. but uh, but that but it's it's like a weird ritual. But it's just weird to me that you like you know you live in Armenia or you live in Glendale. You see all these Armenians around. You see the Kardashians. You know, the most famous Armenians. Oh sure, I see and them they, all the time. But I mean, you you but you think but you you know you, right. you hear about them. You see them all in the news. They're they're omnipresent in the news. Mm. But meanwhile, it's like other Armenians are slaughtering lambs and offering them as like ritual sacrifices to protect their kids from like diseases. Right. And 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 what was the result of this fantastic sacrifice? Well, it wasn't all that effective. Uh, apparently, the kid was driving on the southbound uh, five freeway just north of California one thirty four, which is where I go every morning. Yep. He was driving his Ford Fiesta. He rear-ended a pickup <laughs> and was ejected from the seat, like through the windshield, because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Which I didn't even think this actually <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. But I guess he must have been driving pretty fast. Rear-ended this pickup and uh, was ejected from the seat. And landed on the the Colorado Street Freeway sign. <laughs> so his body was like physically, he died. He hit the sign and died. Like like Wiley e. Coyote, basically. Yeah, this is yeah. like a, like yeah, this is like an episode well, of The Roadrunner. Also, it's important to note that the Ford Fiesta is actually made from uh, old milk cartons and children's <laughs> dreams. It's not actually. So if you had a truck, that thing is like done. You know? I, you know, I don't understand Ford. Like mm. with the Pinto. Remember right. the Pinto? Yes. And the yes. Fiesta. Who who drives these cars? I don't even know. Um, so rescue crews had to you know stop traffic on the highway, used a ladder to remove his body from the freeway. How high are freeway signs? <laughs> it was stuck on it was stuck on the sign. On the sign. Yeah. Like I do on like, you mm. know, it, it hit the sign and was like fell on like the like, grating by the sign. Wait. But he was stuck on the sign. I think it's if you look at the picture, it looks mm. like he was ejected, mm. hit the sign, and like fell on the grating, like probably mm. the lights that light up the sign. Oh, okay, okay. And it his was, body okay. was just kind of crumpled and bloody. That was like one of those things where heap. like Bugs Bunny paints a fucking tunnel on the side of a wall, and <laughs> you run into it. His uh, family are mourning the loss of a generous and humble man. Mm. Uh, they say, you know, we all have to go, but not in that way. Mm. He just became a spectacle. Mm. Well, no shit. Who gets, like, how often does that ever happen? I mean, people get rear-ended all the time. Right. And I mean, I don't wear my seatbelt. Do you wear a seatbelt every time you drive? Yeah, you have to, or the car starts screaming at you. I know, my car does yeah. that too. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, fuck you, Prius. Mm. I'm going to listen to Biggie Smalls. I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. I'm going to drive down the street. Just to spite you. 
in your nanny ways. That's dumb. It is. I usually put it on by the time I get like a few blocks down the street because it's annoying. Yeah. You know, um, I guess the kid always wore a seatbelt before Friday's crash, but um, he even installed a racing safety harness in the driver's seat. But the irony. What? Why? The irony. I, oh, in the Ford Fiesta? I think because he's Tokyo fucking drifting in the well, goddamn. That, that's what I'm saying. I think this kid's a yeah. little asshole. I think he mm-hmm. like uh, was you know driving erratically. Probably mm-hmm. uh, probably you know how like if you had people behind you that think you're driving too slow in traffic and they mm-hmm. speed up and pretend like they're gonna hit you and then like put their brakes on the last minute. Yes. You ever do that? Or you ever do, do you ever slam on the brakes like just to fuck with them? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I do Absolutely. that too. It sounds like this is uh, one of these kids, but mm. um, you know, the family said he's one of the most friendly, giving, compassionate people you'd ever meet. But, um, well, not anymore. So he, might, he had a bright future. Well, I, I don't really understand. We're going to get cursed. Yeah. We're, doing, <laughs> we're basically, <laughs> we're going to get cursed by some old Armenian. I'm going to come in here next week with the fucking lamb head. And I, tiny I, I wanna, balls. Yeah, tiny balls and my I'll just have the head of a lamb and the body of a man. I, I'm just amazed that mm. you know, you you hear police officers always warning you, like you wear your seatbelts, you'll get ejected out of your car. Well apparently mm. you will. You'll get not only ejected out of your car, mm. you fucking hit a street sign. That's mm. I'm gonna be wearing my seatbelt. That's now ridiculous. In the Prius. What do you have here for the next story? Well, Coked up lady leaves feces smeared sex toy on someone's porch, pulls gun on bystanders. You know, from the headline alone, I can already tell that's a better story than the story I just did. Well, there's there's a lot going on in this story. 56-year-old Chris Wimmer had a pretty busy Saturday night. According to RTV6, Wimmer was spotted leaving a sex toy smeared with dog feces and a blow-up sex doll on the porch of a Johnson County, Indiana home at around 10.30 p.m. Okay. Um, Smeared with dog feces. Yeah. Was she, Raw used, story, was she using it? I hope not. I mean, because, yeah. yeah, you have a lot of time you have a sex toy, and it's they get smeared with feces. That happens. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that is true. That happens sometimes. It's fine. You're know, speaking um, of sex toys, not to change the subject here, but adamandeve.com. Uh, adamandeve.com. People, uh, coo- diddle. coupon code diddle, diddle is what you should be using. Yeah. Get those but, butt uh, plugs. But the one thing I was going to bring up about sex toys, what is the protocol here when you have your ex-girlfriend who leaves her vibrator at your house? Do you, do you find her and give it back? Do you throw it away? No. Do you, do you clean it and give it to the next you, one? Like, you what do get, you do with it? You get toy cleaner. It's a special kind of cleaner so that it erases all germs. And then you keep it and you use it on other broads. So you recycle your sex toys. Absolutely. That is very Jewish. That's yeah. even more Jewish than I yeah. I would have I would have thrown it away and just bought her a new one. Oh God, what are you throwing it out? That's crazy. <laughs> you wash it? Like you get your do do you like sit there and like put on like a, a you know your overalls and like get your toy cleaner out and make it like a day cleaning all your sex toys? I I don't make it a day. I mean it you know <laughs> believe me, I don't I'm a lazy man. You know, it takes like it takes like two minutes. How many do you have? A number. I have a number of of you know, and then accrued. Do, over you, the years. do you have like a chest full of just like your previous girlfriend's sex toys? I have a I have a I have a suitcase. There are two people that I have instructed that if I ever die, they're just supposed to come in the house, <laughs> take this suitcase, 
and just throw it immediately in the dumpster, not to look inside it, just throw it in the dumpster upon my death. I've made those packs yeah. before, so I can understand that. Yeah. But yeah, that, I've always wondered about that because it's like, obviously, I, I prefer not to have to spend 70 bucks and buy a new vibrator for a girl, mm. but I also feel kind of weird being like, yeah, this is the one that was in my girlfriend's pussy and now it's going to be in yours. That's why it's called toy cleaner. That's why they make it. It's they make it, it for these reasons. It's bizarre. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> so Ross story reported that Wimmer was looking for an old classmate's house so that she could pull a prank. This is a this is a fifty six year old woman, and on Halloween, this is a Halloween prank. What the okay. hell kind of prank is this? I don't know, but it gets weirder. A shitty dildo and a blow up doll. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I mean, I guess it's kind of funny if you see that or terrifying or a little both, I, maybe. I think puzzling. Like, to, to mm. me, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'd be terrified. I'd be like, well, this is curious. Like, who would have left this sex doll in this shitty dildo? Mm. Let me go get my toy cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have it. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> Yeah, you never know when you might need to clean a toy. Well, <laughs> while pulling off her hilarious practical joke, Wimmer was spotted by two men who were presumably wondering what the hell was up. Naturally, she pulled a gun on those guys when they boxed her car in with their truck. Wow, then now those are some good Sams. Yeah, those are yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that if I'd you know. I would have. What I would have done is probably just tape the whole thing and try to put it on YouTube or something. Yeah, that makes like, more I, sense. I don't think I would have boxed this crazy lady in carrying the shitty dildo and the sex doll. But I would have been. I would have wanted to know what she was going to do with it. I mean, yeah. The, well, there's no need to be a hero in this situation. Yeah. You know. But and then she pulled a gun on them. So. Good. Yeah. Deserve it. And when the cops actually finally arrested her, uh, she had an, uh, quite a bit of cocaine on her in a prescription pill bottle. Imagine that. So she was arrested for possession of cocaine, pointing a firearm at a human, and possessing said firearm without a license. Now where I come from, if you have a firearm without a license, it's like two years guaranteed in prison. Oh really? From, yeah. from uh, yeah. Rhode Island? Two years minimum. Huh. But this is Indiana, that's like, I don't know what you get. You get like a, a like a cupcake for that. I don't even know what you get in Indiana for that. You know what I find uh, interesting about this story? Or I think that maybe this could be the moral of the story. Is I don't think you should do cocaine alone. I think usually, like, if this woman had been doing cocaine with, with a friend of hers, they would have probably sat in her shitty trailer and just had, like, some bullshit conversation for the next three hours about when she was a cheerleader in high school or something. Sure. You know, I think it would have been fine and this never would have happened. But when you do a bunch of cocaine by yourself, crystal meth, same thing, do that by yourself, you start getting ideas like this. Like, wouldn't it be funny if I went over to Harrison's house and shit on a dildo and then put it inside like this sex doll and put it on his porch? I mean, you're absolutely right. There, you get ideas like that. And that's very good advice in theory. But... It's not very realistic advice. Well, yeah, you're gonna do that a lot. Who's gonna stop you? you know, I, well, I mean, you know what I mean. You're like, I mean, I, when it comes to brass tacks, you get some drugs. You're gonna do them. But not to mention, I would probably do something like this completely sober. You know, a good prank's a good prank. A good prank's a good prank, yeah. even if it makes no sense, and you're armed. 
But yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I don't even understand. So what, I wonder what the guys did. It's like she pulls the gun and then did the cops just show up. And this is like an old class. She's 56 years old. This is an old classmate. Wow. So I, I'm assuming they went to, you know, MIT together or something, <laughs> right? I mean, it must be. You know what this sounds like to me? This is like, they probably dated in high school. He's moved on. He has a family. You know, he's been living his life. And she was, you know, probably the sexy cheerleader back in high school. It was just like downward spiral for the next 25, 28 years. But yet still thinks it might be like she might be able to rekindle this romance. And this is all Facebook's fault. It is fucking Facebook's fault. Because if you're 56 years old normally, you wouldn't fucking remember. You know what I mean? You, or you, you wouldn't. And there's no way to contact the person. Yeah. I mean, unless they live in the same city. Yeah. You know, and then, and then they're in the phone book. Like Facebook, you can go find them in like hmm. Montana if you wanted to. Right. Where with Facebook, I, I wake up in the morning and then I see pictures of my ex-girlfriend's wedding. Which happened like four days ago. It's depressing. <sighs> you know, who needs that? Yeah. And then like two months earlier, I, I in the morning I pull Facebook, I see her giving birth. Like literally giving birth. Wait, wait. She gave birth before she got married? Yes. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what kind of girls you're dating? <laughs> <laughs> Loose morals, I guess. But no, but still, yeah. I understand what you're saying. That's why, mm. like, uh, what I usually tend to do mm. is uh, as soon as I see a baby, they're hidden. I don't unfriend them. They're just, I don't follow them. Mm. I don't want to see their baby. I don't even care if they're, like, people that I've known for, like, you know, since high school. It's like, I don't want to see your children. I don't want to see your point. ultrasounds. Yeah. I don't want to see posts about it. As soon as the announcement happens, they're gone. You know? Yep. You'd, you'd prefer to just live in your... Uh... You're a Peter Pan sensory deprivation chamber. I, I guess sort of. I, okay. mean, I, I think it's just more like a, I don't know, bowl of failure and sadness. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I weighed in my bowl of failure and sadness. Mm. I don't need to be reminded about my uh, my sad existence. They're great. <laughs> bowl of failure Fist and me. sadness. Fist me, Tony yeah. Tiger, mm. please. Uh, people send in stories. Sigrun Podcast at Hotmail.com. We'll read them. Maybe we will. Um, we got phone calls coming up next. 206-626-3846 is that number. Before we get to that, here's another word from adamandeve.com. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my look Eric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, I am now a new man. All right, we got a few phone calls here. The Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, Harrison, you got those queued up? Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, the first one, a guy called in with a movie recommendation. You know, we have a few movie buffs that listen to the show. They have tiny balls, but they can recommend some good movies sometimes. Mm. So, uh... Let's hear this guy out. 
Hey, Dean Harrison. Uh, this is Richard McBeef, age 38. Dick McBeef. No, that's uh, actually, for, I get that reference. I don't. What was that from? from? the, uh, it was a play by the, the Virginia Tech shooter. Oh, was it really? Yeah, Richard McBeef. It was. A, it was that a, guy wrote plays. Yeah. Oh man, he wrote plays. <laughs> Let me tell you, he wrote some fucking plays, and they're great. Wow, you they're know, fantastic. That, we should almost like reenact. We one should of, uh, Ho Chi Minh's play. Was it Ho Chi Minh? Yeah, that's his name, Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Richard McBeef was like, it was like, I don't. It's supposed to be a take on Hamlet or Macbeth, but it's about his stepfather, and. Uh, he has another play. This is my favorite one called Mis- called Mr. Brownstone. Oh, okay. Which I guess is inspired by the Guns N' Roses song, but it has literally nothing, but it's literally about an old man named Mr. Brownstone. Like he didn't get what the metaphor. What does he do? Was he, he didn't know it was about heroin? No, he didn't get the metaphor. <laughs> he's a very literal man. All right. Is that why he shot up Virginia Tech? Because people didn't appreciate his plays? Pretty much. Play I mean, why does anybody do anything? You know, why did... You know, Hitler killed the Jews. He didn't get well, into art but, school. Okay, well, if, if, if why that did Charlie ration- Manson had gotten a fucking recording contract? Well, if that rationale was correct, then I would have shot up like a shopping center like years ago. And you and you never will. Yeah, probably not. And we're all disappointed. Maybe I feel appreciated. All, all right. right, so Richard McPeef. auto plant worker from Ohio. I have a sick and wrong movie recommendation for you guys. I, uh, I saw a movie last week called The Taint. It's a, about a, uh, a male enhancement drug, an experimental male enhancement drug that gets accidentally released into the water supply. And any guy that drinks it turns into a raging misogynist with a rock-hard boner that skews endless amounts of semen. Is this a gay porn? Is this Reddit? Is that what the, he's talking about? I, no, he's saying it's a movie called oh. The Taint. Oh, okay, okay. But it sounds like gay porn to me. A, a little bit. I mean, it, I, th- I think this is something my brother would enjoy. Well, you like, probably download this movie. Yeah. And show it to guests. Sounds, yeah, it sounds a little... No, but doesn't it sound a little Burrow-sy. gay? William Burroughs. Oh, wait, you drink it, so you drink some water, you get a boner, and then you just run around being a dick to women. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so where, where's the, this going I'm here? Going to go out on a limb here and say that this is a movie that your brother would very much enjoy. Ah. You know, Richard McBeef is a clever man. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Keep it sick and long. Suck cards. I wonder if he discusses this movie, like his movies, like if he not only recommends movies to us, but also to his fellow auto plant workers. Is is your brother one of those gay guys that like, kind of doesn't like women? My brother doesn't. I don't think he dislikes women. Mm. I don't think he likes women all that much. But I don't mm. actually. I don't think he's gay. I don't think my brother dislikes women. But my brother dislikes vaginas. Like well, but no. But that's like my brother. Like he fears vaginas. Like a, like a Halloween decoration for my brother would be a big vagina. But I mean, does he have like female friends that are like, oh, let's go, you know? No, Jeff doesn't really hang out with chicks. Mm. He doesn't really, I mean, he's had female friends before. He doesn't. But I've had girlfriends that just that my brother thinks is super like they think my brother's super cool. And then like my brother will just hang out with them. OK. All right. So, I mean, my brother says something. My brother doesn't have anything against women, he, but he really doesn't like vaginas. I see. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch this movie. Well, I, I definitely wouldn't watch it with like, like me and Harrison aren't going to watch The Taint after the podcast is finished. I'm, I'm curious to watch it. I'll watch it. And download it and yeah. check it out. Yeah. You know what movie uh, someone else told me about? Have you heard of this movie called Handjob Cabin? No, but I saw the trailer. You it's posted. a horror movie, yeah. It's not a real full movie, though. Is it short? It looks like it was just a joke trailer, dude. Oh, I thought this if was an actual movie. If somebody made a full movie on that, then I'll, I'm I, literally going to sacrifice a lamb. To, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, I would go see that. No. That, that looked it's like not a, a full it, movie. They, but it looked like there was a, a narrative arc that I could follow. The trailer touched on every possible point that could be covered in the film, which <laughs> well, means it's not a real fucking movie. Wasn't it? Okay, so this girl was jacking this guy off upstairs, and it was like such a vigorous hand job that she flew out the window or something and died. I think you, you're like paying too much attention to it, maybe. Well, how, okay, it's how is she It's supposed to be a little haunting? amusing thing that you watch. It's not, you know, it's supposed to write a fucking thesis on there's the goddamn a backstory thing. to handjob cabin i'm yeah i think this is a real movie you know what i'm gonna look this up on my phone not now because we have business to take care of okay but uh people check it out handjob cabin if, if not the movie the trailer hmm. uh what do we have here second uh, second call is from a uh english guy hmm. with a drug story all right listen to this accent American women right now would be flowing like a river down there. Just just creaming. Yeah. Creaming like the Newport Creamery. Hey, Dean Harrison. Uh, listening to the podcast last week, uh, Harrison's story of uh, <clears throat> his experience of methadrone. Um, but- methadrone is bath salts, for anyone who's uh, curious. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. talking about bath salts. Yeah. Bath salts, whatever you call it. Uh, reminded me of an experience I had with uh, ketamine a couple of years ago. I tried Special a few K. times and have been in the uh, the K hole a couple of times. But this particular time, uh, I was with a couple of mates and we'd been doing coke all night. Went back to his house and uh, my mate got the ket out. And basically, it was on this dinner plate and they were doing little little lines just to stop us going over the edge. And then he had the big stash on one side of the plate and then little lines. And we'd go around for an hour or so, and then uh, they passed it to me. And uh, I snorted it, and then I realized they were both staring at me. And uh, I was like, what? And they said, you fucking wanker. And I looked down, and I'd done the whole fucking stash, about <laughs> half a gram of this stuff. And There's thought, a faux pas. Oh, so they basically just waved at me. Just went, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I knew what was coming, and I thought, oh, fuck, right. I better go to the toilet before I fucking K-hole. And uh, they lived in this huge house, and they had this corridor going off the kitchen down to this dingy toilet. It was broken window, no light working in there. Any of the guys used it. It was fucking horrible. Uh, anyway, after about half an hour, they were like, where the fuck's he gone? So they looked all over the house, couldn't find me, and then eventually went, uh, thought, oh, no, we know where he is. So they looked down the corridor, and I was just fucking completely KO'd, off my tits, just literally fucking on the floor in this dingy toilet just like fucking going oh fucking hell I don't remember any of this I woke up next morning and told me and so my mate picked me up and I had my arm around him and I was just I was just all over the fucking shop didn't know what was going on and then my other mate he was a big lad <clears throat> I thought fuck this and he went down to give me a fireman's lift I don't know what you call it but when you know put someone over your shoulder and carry them and as he bent down 
to give me a fireman's lift, he, uh, he saw that my cock was still hanging out of my trousers. <laughs> so basically, I'd been Jesus, in the middle. Jesus, you're a mess. Yeah. I When he first said fireman's, I thought it was one of those British things, like... A fireman's lift, you mean? That's uh, where your mate, you know, robs your taint and then, you know... Licks your earlobe or something. You know, this this guy actually that. has good mates. Like I, I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking they're going to do something awful to him, and yeah. then like post it to Facebook or yeah. something. You know, it's, it it sounded like mm. I mean, he's so vulnerable. Mm. He's fucked up. He's on the floor of the of the shitty toilet. You know, in the shitty no, bathroom. His, his mate his carries out. him out of there like fucking Kevin Costner in The Bodyguard. I, mean, I that's wish. Pretty noble. I wish I had friends like yeah, this. Yeah, that's pretty good. My friends would have done horrible things to me, mm. and I'd be reliving the experience every time. Like I bring a new girlfriend to a friend's house, they'd be mm. like, "Oh, you remember that back in 1998 when you were lying in your own feces with your dick out?" It's like that. They bring it up. You no, know? these are these are good. No, mates. These are good mates. You're yeah. good friends. Yeah, taking a piss in the toilet when it fucking kicked in and I just completely KO'd. I don't know, I probably pissed all over myself as well. But eventually got me upstairs and I woke up the next morning just oh, feeling like a complete cunt because I couldn't remember any of it. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's my cat story. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. And uh, yeah, Harrison, you're a worthy replacement for Wackily, the fucking pussy who's, uh, yeah, obviously... A bit of a cunt. Anyway, speak to you later, guys, and I'm looking forward to meeting you D on uh, in November in London. Take it easy. See ya. Nice. Yeah, I'm not doing any uh, special K with you there, buddy. Mm. You know, I, I I think my special K days are are, are long past. Um, That's good. That's probably for the best. I haven't done it in years. I, I don't even know the last time I did K. Like, how often do you come across K? Uh, I've actually been thinking of doing ketamine infusion therapy to treat my depression. Well, what is that? It's like you go to, there's a clinic in Santa Monica and they inject, you know, they IV you with a certain amount for a period special of time. K? Yes. For ketamine. Wow. That's bizarre. And it's supposed to How like, is that legal? It's supposed to like repair your brain. It's legal now for treat. To, it, it's not covered by insurance, but it's legal. To treat so it's like legal this. to go over yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. What do you do? I I'll mean, you is it to... like do you sit there for an hour? Is, is yeah, girl... it's, I think it's like getting it's like getting chemo. Is the girl topless? With, kind of... What? Okay, could you? I mean, I mean, I'm just wondering what, what type girl? of girl. What are you talking about? The, the girl administering the K. Oh, I don't know. No. See, that's a bummer. Yeah. I'm about to say this would be the best kind of treatment I can imagine. Yeah, but have you ever? I mean, you do special K. You're like not that. I mean, I, I have a story. I have a good story. I'm not going to do it right now because we're fucking way yeah, over we're, time. Yeah, we're way over time. But here, I'll do but, it uh, another time. I'll do my ketamine. Harrison is filled with good drug stories. Yes. That's kind of what I like about you. Yeah, um, yeah they, you know, there you go. When you, when you do drugs, people, and there's a big mound of drugs, don't do the whole thing, mm. you fucking pig. Well, sometimes you don't. It's hard to tell, with, especially with that drug. It's, you know. Yeah, you I know, understand. I understand. I understand where he's coming from, and you're mm. you're probably kind of drunk already. You're doing it. You just like do it all. But I mean, Jesus, man, mm. it's it's better to just start small with some of these uh, the the inhalants and the the, uh, the tranquilizers for cats and subhuman primates. As yeah, it the, says <laughs> on the bottle. <laughs> Talk about a mm. K hole! Wow, mm. great story. All right, the last call here is a guy. Uh, I think he's complaining about me. Okay, like how much he doesn't like me. Okay. I'm take this, take this. I'm going to internalize hey, this. Hey, Harrison. You guys sort of did ask for it. I want to call and give a short review of the new show. 
I think Harrison's probably going to be okay. Oh, Maybe probably. Maybe he to know you better, you two will work out some more. I mean, he doesn't quite have the same charisma with you that uh, Lance had. And I guess, I guess you know, you and Lance just got along so well because when you've been inside another man, as much as you and Lance must have been inside of each other, yeah. you, you kind of build one of those relationships. And I think it's something you and Harrison... Yeah, I imagine this guy is very well acquainted with the movie uh, Brokeback Mountain, being that he's made this observation. You know, and, and, and yeah, you know, once, once, uh, you know, a guy like you who's seen Brokeback Mountain probably more than 30 times, you would know that uh, two men can be uh, very close with each other. Time, timely reference there. Yeah. 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 Black. <laughs> so I don't know who's top or who's bottom or how you guys flip flop that, but you plug it on that just a little bit more. Maybe the show will grab some of that, you know, that rapport that you guys used to share. Of course, it also doesn't help that, you know, Lance was just a much more interesting individual. B, you try too hard. You're a try-hard. Super hipster, the insanesters, all this kind of stuff. Come on. We had Lance. Lance is antisocial. He was always there to keep you down and make you feel worse. It just worked better. So we missed Lance, and we'd like to see him again. And uh, maybe you two guys can, I don't know, stop sucking or sucking it out of each other, whatever it takes. All right, keep it wrong. Keep it sick. Later, guys. Huh, so this is an interesting formula, like uh, gay sex makes a good podcast? I guess so. I mean, the, it was the, the, at least from what I saw, the, the bromance was a big part of it, you know? Yeah, they, but I mean, I think, like it. But I think another thing he mentioned was that, and this is kind of the, you know, the, the appeal of Lance Wackerly that I saw, at least, was that I kind of liked how he really didn't give a shit. I really enjoyed that. No, they, they, he just hated everything. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It, no, it's a great quality. It sucks when you have to work with somebody that's like that mm. because they just put no effort into it. Um, but yeah, no, but the thing is with Wackerly, it's like I've known that guy for over two decades. Mm. When you know someone that long, it's like you obviously have a good rapport. Sure, yeah. And he's a funny guy. And the, the, the thing about him, if you meet him, he's really shy. He's very reticent. Like you, he wouldn't. You know, you, it wouldn't strike you as this, but the fact that we know each other so well and we're doing the show, you could bring out how uh, how funny and just and just weirdly perceptive he is. He's got a very skewed uh, look on uh, outlook on just life and existence. But so do you, though, Harrison. So I, th- I think it, I think it definitely works. What I find funny about this guy is uh, I, I always it always amuses me when people are like, "Oh, D, you're a hipster and a big scene sir." It's like really. I'm a 40-year-old Jewish man. Like, mm. what, what kind of fucking scene am I in? Yeah, I got a few tattoos. I was, I was in a scene at one time, but my scene now is pretty depressing. Like, I, I don't even know what kind of scene. Like, this scene that's like 40-year-old Jew that lives with his hairless cat that does a podcast once a week is not a scene that anyone thinks is cool. No. You know? No. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I do try hard to be in this, uh, this, this scene that I'm in. <laughs> you're a try hard I I'm like a how there's a, ver- there's, a, there's a noun for that yeah you know my uh, second grade teacher yeah. actually said try hard is a good thing to be try hard three try, try hard, hard with a vengeance <laughs> you goddamn try hards <laughs> this guy's like you're an overachiever hipster that's what you are I can understand where he's coming from you know I hate those opportunists yeah but anyway, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, thanks for the uh, the uh, criticism, the constructive criticism that you uh, offered here. We appreciate that. I like um, the criticism. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
going to file it away here in my sick and wrong uh, feedback folder. Hmm. Um, as as someone who uh, mercilessly hates himself, I uh, and I very much appreciate all negative criticism and ignore all pod- positive uh, vibes. Well, it all goes back into the sick and wrong feedback folder that uh, really I think I... There's a yeah. folder? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was a it's folder. It's over here for, uh, hmm. for reference. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyway, uh, people, call the Sigrun Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always want to hear what you have to say. Uh, so, yeah, as, as, um, as uh, the, the one caller, the, the K-hole caller mentioned, mm. I will be, be in Europe like in two weeks. So I'm going to be in Europe in two weeks. I'm going to be in Ireland meeting some people in Dublin. I'm going to be in uh, Scotland meeting some people in Glasgow. Ooh, and I'm going to be in uh, London. Uh, I believe I'm going to be in London on the 29th, I think. It's a Saturday night. I'm going to be in London, and I hope to party with everybody out there. We're going to start at the world's end. And uh, yeah, I'm going to update the Facebook event so everybody knows about it. And it's mm. going to be a good time. I'd like to hang out and meet some people and get drunk in Europe. Uh, looking forward to that. You know, I actually liked World's End better than Shaun of the Dead. Have you been to the bar the World's End? I haven't. It's a, it's a good bar in uh, Camden. Okay. I think, I wonder mm. if that's like the inspiration from the movie. I'm not sure. Mm. But World's End was a good movie. Um, also, people, make sure we need your support on iTunes. I know you might not listen to the show on iTunes, but just go to iTunes. Mm. Leave us a comment and a rating. It mm. boosts our exposure. gets us in the top 100 podcasts. And we could use it. We could use the love. We could. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, also, a big announcement here. Harrison finally has a fucking Facebook page. It's only oh, yes. taken you, like, I don't know how many years that Facebook's been around. Well, I, I wanted to have a, you know, I wanted to make a separate one. So that I can feel free to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about on this podcast without and your, your mom having find out. real life repercussions. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, well, you know, it's inevitable that somebody's somebody from your family or uh, your friend circle is going to find out about the podcast and listen mm-hmm. to it and hear you talking shit. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. But it's good to take precautions. Absolutely. You know, at least some, at least a layer or two of fucking obfuscation. You know, just to I, show that idea. I made an effort. It is good. And so, yeah. what what's the uh, address here? I'll post a link to it. Yeah, you post a link to it. But it's, I think I may, I think I called myself Harrison Podcraftstein because Podcraftstein. I, I had good. to put it. I had to put a fucking last name in there. So I, it's it's Harrison Podcraftstein. Yeah, you can't use pseudonyms anymore on Facebook. No, you can't just be I'll I'll throw a link to it. So, uh, yeah, make sure, you know, people, instead of leaving your disgusting posts on my page, Mm -hmm. here you go. Now you can leave it on Harrison's page. Mm -hmm. There you go. Absolutely. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm actually going to play this. uh, So what what do you think of Ben Carson, the Republican frontrunner? You know he's beating Trump right now. I heard that. So the fact that. that Trump... And Ben Carson, this like Bible beating former neurosurgeon black guy, mm. those are the two. That's like the the primary Republican candidate right now. Makes me think, what is wrong with this country? Well, the weird thing is, is he, he's appealing to old angry white guys right now. How? Both of them. I mean, he's so the, the guy's so religious. He's so insane. He's been putting his foot in his mouth repeatedly, talking about his history and everything. Like my dad is very conservative, and he, would he vote he for likes, Ben Carson? He, I don't know if he'd vote for him, but he likes him. You know, Jesus. he's like oh, he's one of the good ones. I like I did, him, did, and my dad's super racist too. So you know what I mean? That that's, but that is no, unbelievable. Th- there's no rationality with racism. It doesn't. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. The fucking black Fuhrer of Harlem. 
None of it makes any sense. Would you hear, like, today, uh, Carson was talking about Egypt. He said that uh, Joseph, you know, Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph, he made the pyramids. Like, he got all the Jews together, built the pyramids to store grain for the pharaoh. Mm. I mean, it's been proven. Like, uh, like scholars, historical like historians have proven that the Jews didn't make the pyramids. But he said he read it in his Bible. Well, the thing I think I think reporters when they talk to Ben Carson, they like to ask him random questions. I think they bait I th- him. They yeah, bait they, him. I think they bait him a little bit because they're like, "Hey, Ben Carson, what do you think about Marmaduke?" And he's like, "Marmaduke <laughs> used to eat slaves to feed his appetite for human blood." You know, like just yeah, no, he'll weird say something shit. random. Yeah, and I yeah. think they they know that's going to happen. That's going to be clickbait. You know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the random thing about Ben Carson this week is he released a radio ad for his campaign that features rapping. He mm. hates rapping. Like Ben Carson um, claimed that rap music has nothing to do with Jesus Christ and is destroying the black community's faith and family values. But nevertheless, he releases a radio ad for his campaign with a rapper named Aspiring Mogul. Hmm. Um, dropping lyrics about like uh, being a true Republican, and this guy, this aspiring mogul, is like a rapper that is that considers himself a black Republican. So p- play this a little bit of this spot here. In 2016, and support Ben Carson for our next president and be awesome. America became a great nation early on, not because it was flooded with politicians, but because it was flooded with people who understood the value of personal responsibility, hard work, creativity, innovation, and that's what will get us on the right. I think you get the idea, though. Marmaduke built the pyramids. <laughs> what? Vote and support Ben Carson yeah. to be our next president. Be awesome. <laughs> anyway, mm. what's funny about this is you could I could just picture it. I can envision listening to this like his white campaign managers. Like, okay, you know what the problem is? The black people always vote Democrat. We got to get mm. the black people. Black people love the rap music, Ben. Mm. They love the rap music. I know you hate it. The black people love the rap music. So we want black people who we know enjoy rap music to vote for Ben Carson. So let's make a campaign ad that's a rap song. Black people will listen to it, say, he likes rap. I'm going to vote for him. And that's exactly what they did. You know, they, they got this guy, aspiring mogul, who's probably like the least like hard rapper that I can even imagine. Like mm. this guy's trying to like, especially in the song that we're going to actually end the show with, he tries to act like all thuggish and hard, mm. but yet he's talking about like, pro-life issues and like uh, other Republican issues um, because he's a black Republican. So the song here is called Black Republican and it's by Aspiring Mogul who, um, I mean, he talks about the struggle of being a black Republican, but I think there's only three, Ben Carson, Aspiring Mogul, and Herman Cain. And that beat is awful. <laughs> no, dude, like, it's it terrible. sounds like a fucking flute falling down a well. It's terrible. <laughs> No, it's pretty wretched. So anyway, we're going to end the show here. A little tribute to uh, Ben Carson. Uh, a song called Black Republican by Aspiring Mogul, who I'm sure is going to have a fantastic career. People will be back next week with episode 507. Till then, take a sneeze. 
They call me token, I sit back, be like, what is you smoking? Ain't got no faith in Jesse Jackson, the shop, and they joking. My life ain't perfect, I've been through the hustle and the troubles. Put on my boots and pull them up, I made it through the struggle. I'm repping Jesus Christ until the day he come and get me. Stay in my Bible every day, the devil trying to kill me. But I'm pro-life, I don't believe in abortion. I'm speaking clearly to you, I don't believe in distorting. I've been in hell and back, don't hang with false, I run with facts. I'm conservative, but don't hate liberals or Democrats. No, I don't watch the tube, CNN or Fox News. Too busy trying to get that Rolls Royce rape coupe. Uh. Now, it's not my intention to offend anyone. I have uh, discovered, however, in recent years that it's very difficult to speak to a large group of people these days and not offend someone. Uh, people walk around with their feelings on their shoulders waiting for you to say something. <gasps> Did you hear that? And they can't hear anything else you say. The PC police are out in force at all times. Don't want no handouts, I don't need no reparation I got a business mind, create my own occupation Ain't got no time to pick it, march cause it don't make no money I'm trying to get my son and daughter up at Harvard, honey This is mogul talk, invest in that for later Gordon Gecko music, chief executive operator Racism still alive, can't keep me from the top I'm on that Forbes and Wall Street Journal, real estate and stocks Ambition driving motivation, this the evidence Blacks ain't niggas, whites ain't crackers, that's the ignorance Black conservative Christian rapper, yeah you know you like it All my black Republicans across the world recite it See, this country, one of the founding principles was freedom of thought and freedom of expression and it muffles people. It puts a muzzle on them. And at the same time, keeps people from discussing important issues while the fabric of their society is We cannot fall for that. Being black can get you shot even if you innocent. So stop complaining, go vote, get the right politician in. See, this the new Republican Party, not your grandfather. I got a table, got a seat, I'm a leader and I follow. I'm thanking Jesus Christ for my beautiful godly wife. One woman, one man, marriage, it just seemed right. I can't legislate your life, do what you gotta do. Cause when you die, I ain't the one you gotta answer to. They say we Uncle Tom, black and ain't a Democrat. No, I'm Uncle Analytical, thank for spitting facts. I pray for everybody, if you're rich or poor. Aspiring mogul, superstar, God, I'm begging for more. Things that were important in the development of our nation. One of those things was education. I'm very passionate about education because it's made such a big difference in my life. But here we are at a time in the world. The information age, the age of technology. And yet, 30% of people who enter high school in this country do not graduate. 44% of people who start a four-year college program do not finish it in four years. What is that about? Think back to a darker time in our history. 200 years ago when slavery was going on, it was illegal to educate a slave, particularly to teach him to read. Why do you think that was? Because when you educate a man, Listen up, sick and wrong listeners. I'm sick of these small-ass dicks and one-minute men. 
So I went to AdamandEve.com and ordered a little something to get my rocks off. I got 50% off and three free adult DVDs to get me warmed up. And on top of that, I got free shipping. Oh, (laughs) and Adam and Eve sent me a little something so sensual. I can't even mention it right now. All I did was type in diddle upon checkout. That's diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E upon checkout. So, you may want to head over there and order a little something for yourself or for your girlfriend, wife, or just the girl that you're fucking. Stay sick and stay wrong.